0: Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com thrive for 20% off your first order.
1: My name is LP Jovi and you're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh.
0: What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is
1: DJ Newmark. This is Tina Wolf.
0: It's your boy. It's okay.
1: Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is
0: Rebel Radio.
1: We're in the place right here. Ah. Rebel Radio is going down. Would you
0: say
2: Rebel Radio?
0: Oh,
1: wait. Let's do it again. R-R-
2: Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the Rebels who are shaping our culture. We talk about how they do it, why they do it, and what you can do to get a little piece of the pie for yourself. We're also the only show to bring you new music every week from our friends over at edm.com. I'm your host, Josh Levine, and this week I take you backstage at the Shrine Amphitheater. We catch up with LP Giobi. She's uh, uh moments before she goes on stage to open for Sophie Tucker. She's on tour all across America with Sophie Tucker and with Galantis. So make sure you find her if, if she's coming to your city. She's a DJ producer. She's uh, the leader of the nonprofit profit House, which is teaching women how to produce electronic music. She's also the music director at W Hotels, and she's a co-founder of the Animal Talk Collective with Sophie Tucker, which is a publishing company and much more. Um, man, I'm tired just listing everything that she does. Uh, it's amazing. She's got some great stories. Uh, she tells us kind of a surprising bit about how she became a DJ, one of my favorite stories. Um, that i've heard lately and we talk about collaboration imposter syndrome prioritizing all kind of good stuff in a short episode so uh, let's dig in right after our edm.com track of the week Was Uptown with Addicted to EDM.com Track of the Week. If you like that one, get over to EDM.com and check out more new music. And now let's get into the interview with LPG OB. Nothing's live. You cannot. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: so so oh, you did? Like, I not done that? <laughs> no, go with it. You
1: know what? You gotta you go with what? it. If it doesn't work, don't know. Exactly. And it's like, that's my if job. you're not gonna There's, try stuff, right? you're not gonna stuff. learn. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate you saying
2: that. No, I'm, 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 just I'm, that's so totally like, true. I,
1: tried, just, I think it's gonna make it better, but I've just not done a lot of it before. But you know what? Leap. You just gotta leap sometimes.
2: What have you tried that didn't work? What's that? What have you tried that didn't um, work?
1: Well, I'm kind of because it's weird. I I have two sets, so like I only have a 30-minute journey with right. with everybody. Yeah. And so like normally, I know how to compose like an hour to three-hour set. You know? Sure. But now it's like, before I was trying to do it all in 30 minutes, and, so now, and I have like a lot of gear that I incorporate in different ways, and so mm-hmm. I'm, I just think I need to pick a vibe for each set. Yeah. Uh, and the first set's going to be more um, gear-based, I think, but I haven't really done a 30-minute set with mostly just the gear yet, so.
2: Cool. Is that a bad idea? I don't Why? Know.
1: You know what? Yeah, whatever. Nobody's going to be there for my first set anyway, <laughs>
2: Yeah, LA folks show up. like Yeah, totally. For sure.
1: Great. Okay, then I'm good.
2: It's good. Then you get to work it out. Yeah, totally. You'll see what you feel, and a few people that are there, you'll get a movement. I've seen some of your stuff online. You're, like, killing the crowd. Oh,
1: thank you. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, like, for me, it's so interesting being a a DJ playing on a stage. Yeah. Because... Oh, it's totally different than
2: the club, right? Oh,
1: my gosh. In the club, like, I can feel them. I can, like, see them. They're, like, you know... And on the stage they're like there and so sometimes i just like i keep my like
2: right right <laughs> it's funny we you know we we interview a lot of djs and uh you know everyone talks about reading the room and kind of what that means for them and then i go so what's that like at a festival and they're like oh yeah it doesn't
0: No,
1: exactly so yeah. it doesn't exist that you just i like i always kind of have a very good idea of what i'm going to play at a festival right. And and i'm realizing Stages are similar in that yeah, way. Like the, sure. there's three thousand people here. I'm not. Right. Gonna, I'm not. We're not going to like necessarily become a unified, you know, one mindset. necessarily. Right. That's the goal.
2: Although I have seen that.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, I've seen it, since, it but yeah. it's rare. Yeah. And also, I think that to, usually a DJ not like nobody like it. You know, back in the day, at least before they were like on God Towers, you're not supposed to like look and stare at the DJ, right? So an event you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. But people do. I know. But especially on stage, it's literally. I'm for that's you know for sure. So
2: I have I, friends who are DJs who like yell at people for staring at
1: them. That is amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: So I'm trying to like okay. So is there a separation between a DJ set and like a live? You know a live there set. There is. Yeah. Um, but like I'm still, so, I can't like my background is is being in a band. And, right. Like, so like I would never call what I do live, but I am going to incorporate more gear into it. So sure. You know it's giving me an opportunity on a stage to like do more of that and like yeah. in a club. Kind of unnecessary
2: right yeah well i want to hear about this background yeah um thank you for doing this yeah
1: of course thank i'm really you for excited me. to
2: learn about you i've been watching all your stuff online it's amazing thank you, you. you definitely make my kind of music oh good and i love your team paula is an old friend who i love she Susie, does. i've known forever love her as well
1: i have a remarkable and, uh,
2: team yeah, yeah absolutely i'm so lucky yeah you're all you're, badass
1: uh, women it's you're crazy. doing good things. <laughs>
2: thank
0: that's,
1: you that's
2: amazing um so let's talk about how you get started. And I know you grew up playing music as well, um, but do you remember the first record you ever bought for yourself?
1: Yes. Mighty Mighty Boston's.
2: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> it was a tape. Okay. Um, and I saved up for it.
2: That, from, we have come a long like, way. my allowance. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah that and also um, Cindy Lauper. I think um,
2: I'm friends with the one of the Boston's.
1: You're kidding. I used to love I think so. It I he does A and R now. To knock on wood. That's them, right? Sure. So I'm glad I haven't yeah. had to say that Anyways, I love that song. Yeah.
2: And with Cindy Lopper.
1: And Cindy Lauper Girls just wanna have fun? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All I'm right. like and, and actually um uh Time After oh, Time. Oh yeah,
2: for sure. I mean, yeah. that's the better record.
0: Yeah.
1: For, like, <laughs> the side? yeah.
2: for like music people, like that's the yeah. better record. Yeah. But obviously. <laughs> not an
1: obvious choice. So, right.
2: But yeah. that song was such an undeniable hit. Yeah,
1: beautiful. And also. More, you didn't buy that. You weren't
2: around when that came out, though. You bought that like after the fact.
1: Um, Possibly. I don't know. I remember yeah. getting my hands on the tape and like being obsessive with what how she wore and how she wore it. And like that was even more than the music was just like, look at this crazy girl. You can be crazy like this. You know, mm-hmm. inspiring.
2: And then, um, so then you grew up playing music.
1: Yeah. In second grade, I went to my parents and I was like, I have to take piano lessons. Nice. And they were like, you're way too young and you can barely sit still for more than five minutes. (laughs) Sure. No, we're not gonna spend money on that. Yeah. But, um, they, yeah, (laughs) but they're amazing humans. And they went and found me a piano teacher and this, this woman, Carolyn Horn lived in Eugene. And um, she normally wouldn't take anybody uh, under fourth grade. Mm-hmm. But my parents were like, just meet with her. And so I met with her and it was like our two souls were like nice. Like she is my person. She's yeah. the most amazing kindred spirit, just spark plug. Um, so I studied with her all the way through 12th grade before I left for college. And um, like in middle school and I, you know, didn't want to practice. And most people quit. Yeah. Um, she would, she captivated me by, you know, just cultivating creativity. So instead of doing scales some days, we would just like play the inside of the piano. Or mm. some lessons we would just play the bongos. Or some lessons we would just sit and talk. And um, so for that reason, I, I, um, I, I stayed with it. And so it's, it's truly because of her that I'm sitting here right now that's amazing yeah she's remarkable
2: um i'm excited about that because i have a young son who plays music and i'm deathly afraid that he's gonna quit like yeah way too early totally
1: it's i mean for me it was all about the teacher like yeah. i just never wanted to, i always wanted to be around her
2: yeah no i think that's big i think that, like you know you find these people in your life that inspire you to to do different things and without that it's just a piece of wood or
1: Totally, totally, and you know, like this show is a big show for me, and I'm pretty nervous, and I always have to, like what grounds me is thinking about her, you know, like just, she taught me how to, you know, find my inner child and share joy, and like nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how perfect you play or whatever, just like tap into that.
2: So, and then when did you, um come to now you make house music yeah
1: and yes that is a journey it's yeah. <laughs> a journey that i wish i could go back in time and be like get there sooner
2: yeah
1: <laughs> um so i went to so i started studying jazz in uh, middle school or i guess high school it's a big future in that um, <laughs> well and so so then i went to college and i was i was a i like loved school i was really nerdy and so my parents assumed i was going to like do masters and you know sure higher education
2: what were you what were you going to be
1: um in a,
2: their in their like, dream of yeah view, like.
1: you know they're i mean they're they're deadheads they're uh-huh. like hippies they are okay. um they actually like in i was a straight a student and yeah. they were um they're like they, they wanted me to get a b because they thought i was like too intense and they wanted me to show me that the world will not end if you get a b <laughs> I'm,
2: not, I'm not so sure about that
1: and like i couldn't like i was so type a right i still am so, um, so my my you know I didn't know what I wanted to my major to be, um, and my parents were like, just take all the classes that you love, and then you know that'll be your major, and then you can go and get a master's, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I ended up with a jazz piano performance degree from UC Berkeley, Okay. which like then I graduated, and I kind of was burnt out from school, and I was like, now what am I gonna do? Yeah. With this great advice, parents. <laughs> um, and so I actually. I ended up working for a concert promoter in the Bay Area, but at night I would play jazz gigs at at this local bar okay. for fun. And um, this producer who was working with Daft Punk and Justice, he heard me one night and asked if I wanted to move to LA and join an all-female electronic band.
2: Okay. And I was
1: like, I don't even know what a synthesizer is. And he was like, Oh, you know, that's the easy part. If you have, you know, if you have theory and you know how to play, like, it'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm so glad I believed him. Like, I, mean, I thought that right. it would be easy yeah. because it was three years of like hitting my head against the wall as I was trapped in a garage learning, um, you know, synthesis and sound design and Pro Tools and Ableton and how to like MIDI clock seven cents on stage live. And like, it was intense. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. And, um, but that's where I started to learn how to produce, but we were making like really weird experimental music. <laughs> and, um, I... Was playing Snow Globe Music Festival mm-hmm. and um, I was the opening set uh, for Sophie Tucker, but I was just like DJing off my laptop. It wasn't, it was, right. it was bad, okay? Nobody was there except for my mom, who was only on the dance floor to like feed me chicken nuggets. And and it's I like was, freezing, like, right? What's that? It's like cold. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. freezing, it's cold. I'm like, is this my life? Yeah. Is this gonna be like <laughs> it, was, it was a dark moment. <laughs> and then mm. I left. And I got a DM on Instagram from Sophie Tucker. They were like, we were backstage. We listened to your whole set. We loved it. Do you want to come on tour with us? Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not a DJ. Like, that's not, I'm a, you know, I'm a piano player and I'm in this weird band. And like, they're like, well, we like what you played. If you want to come, come. Right. So um, I learned how to DJ on the road and literally like at shows, like a lot of hit and miss. <laughs> and then, um... And then Tucker was like, you should start making music that you would play in a DJ set. Like, you're also this joyous person, and you're making this, like, really dark music. What if you didn't? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, while DJ, I learned what worked on the dance floor, and I learned, like, what what, what got me excited, which ultimately gets them excited. And so that's kind of how it started.
2: This episode of Rebel Radio is brought to you by HoneyBook. If you run a business or you're starting a business or you got a little side hustle, whatever it is, you need HoneyBook. It's an online business management tool that organizes all your client communications, your bookings, contracts, invoices in one place. It makes it simple to run your business better. There's templates, automation. It works with some of the services I'm sure you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp. It saves you time and lets you do more of the stuff that you love. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners half off when you visit honeybook.com slash rebel. Payment's flexible and the promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash rebel for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash rebel. Some people might not have had the wisdom to take advice from strangers. <laughs> Well, um,
1: I was a huge Sophie Tucker fan, though. Okay. And like, I loved what they did. In fact, cool. one of the songs I was working on with the band at the time, um, I, was, I just found this journal and I opened it up, and the reference track was Drinky. Nice. Which is so funny to, I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and also, you know, it was good advice um like i really come alive if the music speaks to me and yeah. i think that the, like the, the period with the band was like a really weird experimental angsty period and it was great i'm so grateful for it mm-hmm. but ultimately like that's not who i am mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like a i'm like a yeah, you unicorn, don't see yeah like angsty. really like happiness
0: yeah
2: <laughs> happiness is cool it turns out
1: <laughs> yeah and yeah. that took me a long time you're like i wanted to be cool <laughs> yeah. and then finally so Tuck were like you're not that cool just lean into that and like that will make you cool <laughs> So I think I'm finally getting there, yeah.
0: So
2: was that, um, I mean, the way you tell it, was like pretty uh, instantaneous.
1: Oh my gosh, it felt like forever. (laughs) But it actually was only a few years.
2: Okay. Um, Oh no, I meant like making that decision to kind of shift gears. Yeah, you know, I
1: mean, at first I wasn't good enough to produce the music I wanted to play. Yeah. You know, I had a a bar that was set and it was just, uh, I was not hitting it. And um it probably didn't like the, the tracks I'm releasing now, I mean even the first two tracks I released I, I probably wouldn't <clears throat> I don't play a lot of them anymore, you know? What's the
2: first track that felt that feels like
1: Yeah, you... Dehal A Okay. Um, and I'll play it in my I'll definitely play it tonight. It's yeah. I love playing it live yeah, because I love there's that like song a the moment the, where I can I rip on the piano and do like some jazz riffs just like nice. over the breakdown. And sometimes I'm like, oh should I have recorded that in the actual recording? <laughs> but Whatever, let it go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's probably... No,
2: because then you can do it on I stage. know, and it makes
1: it a little bit special to yeah. see it. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, it's been a journey. I mean, it's still a journey. I keep thinking, this is it, and then, it, you know, it evolves.
2: So now you're a very busy woman uh, with... W Hotels.
1: Yeah, yeah. What? Um,
2: Fem House. Fem House. Yeah. Is it Animal Collective?
1: Animal, uh, Animal Talk. Collective. Animal Talk. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Animal Collective is uh, that, yeah, other the, thing, that other
1: great right? yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that tricky.
2: So uh, let's talk about all that. Like, Yeah. Uh, first of all, so what are you doing for W?
1: Um, I'm the North American Music Director. Okay. Which means I um, help and consult on their record label, their recording studios, their music festivals um i book a lot of our living room live shows um which are shows on property yeah Um, and i also curate all the sounds that you hear when you walk into the hotel so it's a lot yeah but it's um it's it's actually (laughs) so 10 years ago i was when i was working for another planet entertainment um, I was like interning um, in college and I opened up a billboard magazine and I saw that that W hotels just started this position global mm-hmm. music curator and I thought oh my gosh to get to play with brand money and like you know book the acts that you love and believe in and yeah. so I thought awesome and I ripped it out and I put it on my vision board not even kidding you and ten years later I Here am a person That's yeah it's amazing manifestation Maybe so
2: why Why are you the right one for that role?
1: Um, I think that, so I have a background in the music industry, Mm -hmm. um, and I also am an artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it sort of allows me to see both sides of the coin. Um, And I also, you know, have a lot of great relationships with artists who I really believe in who are coming up, and W is all about what's new and next. And to be able to, um, you know, plug them into the right channels, uh, and I know both parties will, will get something out of that is, is a real treat for me.
2: Was that hard to get? I mean, it, it seems like, um, I mean, I love it. I think you're probably doing great stuff for them. I haven't heard, I haven't been in a W in a while.
1: I just heard um, it, so it's fair.
2: Okay, but you know, but you can, I think it would be easy to imagine a brand like that just wanting a big name, Probably yeah. doesn't even do it themselves and they have somebody else do everything. And yeah, just, totally. Right? Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, there are, you know, I think that to a certain degree, like, you know, the festival headliners still need to be big names, obviously. Sure, of course. Um, and there is, you know, some of that. But what's I'm cool... just saying
2: the, the, the music director position, like, oh, you could oh. see them, like, just the press release of, like, Jay Z's our music director, whoever. Oh, yeah, that, totally, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think that they got to a place where, like, we need somebody who will actually do work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That and helps. I
1: am a workhorse, so right. um, I think that they're actually more surprised by, like, the... Um, I've been doing a lot of brand partnerships for them, and they, I don't know if they necessarily saw that coming, but wow. um, I'm working on something with them and Dolby right now, because I've worked with Dolby as an artist before, so... Um, nice. Yeah.
2: That's, That's really cool. a lot cool.
1: of fun opportunities.
2: Yeah. Um, and then tell me about FemHouse.
1: Uh, House is what really makes me happy and keeps me going oh yeah yeah
2: okay um
1: it's like you know being an artist is so like me 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 and it's it's exhausting and also not a healthy way to live yeah (laughs) so um House is uh it's a platform to um help teach women how to produce music Mm -hmm. uh, tangibly it's a monthly workshop based in la it's free um for women and non-binary and um, safe space to learn how to use Ableton and program drums and what MIDI concepts are. And I think there's this, this weird narrative in LA that is um, there's so many talented singer songwriters who are sort of waiting for a producer to like pluck them out of obscurity sure. and you know um, and that is usually a, a male. Role is three percent of women are producers or something crazy, mm. um, and the produ- the producer role is so important because it, it it controls the sound of the song. Therefore, you know the the sound of the, their voice, and mm-hmm. so I just I felt um, impassioned to help give women those tools, um, and not like obviously not every woman's going to go and be a producer, but at least keep sure. the you know the language in the studio so they can still sort of own the sound of their song. Yeah. Um, and also, it expands what you ever what you thought you could be. So mm. I was constantly in the band. We were in rooms with male producers, and I had I had awesome experiences. But it wasn't until I heard that Grimes produced her own record that I even thought that that could be a role I could have. Mm. Um, and you know, just lack of visual representation. And my, and my parents were hippies. They're like, you can do anything. You definitely like almost too much. <laughs> right. But I just never saw myself in that role, so it didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Um. So when I, when I realized like, oh, I could be that, and then it opened my mind up to like, what else could I do that mm-hmm. I didn't think I could do? Um. So I think that's why Fem house is, is important. And it's I've met so many amazing women. It's blown my mind. It's, I, just, I feel really lucky to be a part of it. Oh, wait,
2: let's do it again if you're enjoying this let's go back in the rebel radio archives check out my interview with sophie tucker uh live at coachella a couple years ago i got them backstage and um we had a, a quick short interview talking about their really unique and, and amazing partnership and their kind of uh rise to where they've gotten it's been amazing seeing how far they've come since then uh seeing them on stage at, at the shrine the other night um, there's there's a cult following. There's people wearing all kind of crazy outfits that uh, they either sold or inspired, and it's just a really cool thing they have going on. So check that one out too. Um, who are the women that, other than Cindy Lauper and <laughs> Sophie, um,
1: only Cindy Lauper, that
2: have kind of influenced you? Uh, in, in music or in your career?
1: Yeah, great question. Ooh, There's my piano teacher, the first one, Carolyn yeah. Horn, shout out. Um, I'm working with an artist named Kalina Zanders right now. Okay. We have a track coming out together and she has really opened my mind um, to the possibility of combining ways to combine different genres in a mm-hmm. way that, you know, I mean it's important to her, like, we need to make music that people will play and listen to, you know, and which is but she never follows trends, she's just aware of them and then puts her own like, what does that mean to you? You know, right, right. now like tech house, base house is like very into but like what does that sure. mean in your language? Um, and so she's really opened my, uh, my, my skill set to being able to sift through that and like put it through my, my dot system, you know? Okay.
2: I've heard, if, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but. No, yeah, go. Um, people talk about, it, they talk about the difference between male and female leaders in, in CEOs, right? And uh, I always cringe a little bit, it's because we're just like, it's just more stereotypes, but like they'll, you know, generalize that, you know, female CEOs are often more inclusive or they're more
1: adaptable, right? Yeah.
2: There's um,
1: is, Biologically, I think, yeah. Sure.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I actually read one thing, that um, women are harder negotiators when they're negotiating on behalf of someone else. And men are better Absolutely. negotiators, or they're tougher when they're negotiating on their own behalf.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so have a female lawyer.
1: I do, great. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> um,
2: so, uh, but don't be a female lawyer.
1: Right. Interesting.
2: Bit, right. Yeah. Um, so would you say that there's similar differences to producing music?
1: Hmm. I think that there's like already a mental battle that I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but mm-hmm. that I go through with, you know, um, imposter syndrome and like believing that I can do something. And I don't know if that's because everyone has that. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that. Um, I don't know how gendered it is, but like, there's even I have less, you know, representation to look at. Sure. And so I think that like I have to really dig deep for that like belief that I can do this. I think a lot of people do. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily saying it's just gendered, but yeah. Um. I also, I mean, I I really love collaborating mm-hmm. in in um. In songs and production, but I think that's just because I, I really love being around other people's energy and being in a studio by yourself is a really a solitary, isolating thing. Right. So I don't know. So what, what makes
2: is, someone a good collaborator for you?
1: Um, I think that it's really so. It's to me, it's like um, whoa. Well, <laughs> don't fall! <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> to me, it's like um, uh, oh, wait, what is that? Um, not trades. When people uh, stand up, um, not stand up, but. Improv. Improv. Thank you. It's like improv. Yeah. So, like, the first rule of improv is yes and. Mm-hmm. Like, you never shut something down. Mm-hmm. And the best sessions I've had or the best songs that have come out of what I've done have always been yes and. Like, you have to just go with it. Yeah. Um, and also, if, you know, you have to go with whatever somebody uh, yeah. else's ideas. Even if you right away are like, I don't think that's going to be it, but, like, say yes and let it flow, you know? Um, and that's gonna really... And I, I, you know, my type A personality is, like, tends to, like... Oh. And so it's been, it's been really good for me to, like, work on Yes And. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, yeah, that's, I think that makes a good collaboration. Yeah. Two people who can do that together. Or, you know, three, whatever.
2: I love, um, talking about Fem House there's the track Manifesto.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Which
2: I thought, so it's the manifesto of FemHouse. It's Fem the manifesto House,
1: of, right? of, of Animal oh, Talk, actually. okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Animal Talk. A language that
2: says uplift instead of threaten. That says the more one artist shines, the more we all shine. It says
0: we do everything in our power to nourish, inspire, encourage, and protect our friends on the stage and off the
1: Well, stage. I love
2: that concept of putting manifesto in a song.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, that was what a, fun. like We did that on the tour bus. No one's done
2: that before. Yeah,
1: yeah, we were. um, So and then
2: tell tell me about Animal Talk.
1: Animal Talk is an artist collective. Um, Again, tangibly, it's a publishing company, Mm -hmm. a joint venture, third side. But it's also a party um, where we go into clubs and turn it into neon jungles, and everybody gets animal masks and dresses like animals, and like we rave all night. And as you'll see, I oftentimes like howl on stage, just like (laughs) you know, let it out. And so, like that's that's what the party is. Nice. Um, And it's about tapping into your inner child and uplifting others around you. You know, the more light that shines on others, the more will hit you. Is the concept? Because I think in in the music industry, it's like sometimes feels like there can only be one on top, and we don't believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the man, yeah, the song, the manifesto says it all. Um, Sophie wrote that, and. we made the music to that on a on a tour literally on an off day on the tour bus it was so fun cool yeah that's awesome yeah
2: um and then you got this track amber rose that's blowing up
1: oh my gosh that <laughs> yeah see even that is like i don't know if i would make, i because I, going back to right now what i'm who i'm really inspired by um uh, kink is probably like my biggest okay oh my gosh i'm obsessed with him like every morning while I work out, I watch a, a video of him live. Okay. <laughs> I think he's everything. Really? The music he makes, the EP he just put out, the piano, the piano house EP. It's like, ugh, I'm so mad I didn't make those songs, you know, okay. <laughs> and how he uses gear. And he's just, oh, he's a genius. Um, but where was I going with that? What was your question?
2: Uh, just the, the Amber Rose track.
1: Oh, yeah. So I love Amber Rose. Like, when I make it now, I don't know. But it's one of my, I mean, I, 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 people, you know, when I'm DJing at a club, will usually write on their phone, like, Have, have I missed Amber Rose? Of course. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'm playing that. <laughs> um, but that track was so, that was one of the first songs I ever made. It was the first song I made. I oh, think. really? Yes. And um, I was actually talking to, to Tucker about, you know, what, like, should I have vocals on my track? Should I not, you know, what, what, how do I even start mm-hmm. doing this? And he's like, "Well, you really care about, you know, empowering the female voice. Like, are there any friends that you have that like have written feminist poems that you could like throw on top or whatever?" So I called her mix a lot, and um, she's an amazing poet. I'm like, "Have you written a feminist poem recently?" And she's like, "Yeah. Um, like I'll, I'll, I'll come down and show you." So actually, my microphone was broken, so she recorded it. I just plugged my headphones and into headphones. the input, and, you know, record it that way, <coughs> and it's still my favorite sounding vocal. It's so funny, um, and. She started saying, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was like, okay, i her beat," repeat. And she's like, I Amber Rose on these hoes. Amber Rose, and I was like, I stopped it. And I was like, what is that? Like, wh- I, hate, I hated it. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I was like, what is this? This is not feminist, Amber, why are you, you know? And um, she broke it down for me. She is, uh, actually this is extremely feminist. Like this is a woman who was told like, you're only worth your body, your trash, Shit. whatever. And she flipped that story and you know, now sitting in a mansion she's doing just fine so i was like That's okay right. like let's okay let's go with this and yeah it turned into into the track that it is and it's a bop No, i love it
2: <laughs> and, and i could i could see why like people are, i mean it's just infectious
1: yeah it's fun it is yeah. i mean my friends called me they were at fire island recently and they heard it playing in the club and they called me and i was like i feel like i can retire if the song is being played out there <laughs>
2: It's like it, it makes sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it's
1: like and it's a bogey moment, and like that is the sure. community
2: that I love. So. Yeah. Um, and I and you know I love that story because I think, you know, it bothers me a little bit when feminism is only defined in these narrow confines yeah. of a certain certain perspective or certain style, right? Yeah, and, totally. That's uh, so fair. And, you know, uh, as I always say with any anything, right, there's always different perspectives and yeah. ways to look at it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, no, it's cool.
1: Thank you, I appreciate
2: that. What's next? What are you, you got this tour?
1: I have this tour, and then I'm going out on the road with after this. Oh, okay. Um, his direct support for a run. Playing Galantis, at, with Galantis at the Shrine next week.
2: Nice. Because so I'm popping
1: off this tour for a day, coming wow. back um and then go to Europe with Sophie Tucker nice and I play snow Globe music festival
2: have you done Europe yet uh,
1: yeah okay yeah I'm pumped yeah I love it there and also it's gonna be during the holidays and I am Amazing. I'm pretty much elf so I'm freaking out that I'm gonna be over there during the, <laughs> during, oh, the yeah. during the Christmas market right. like my head's just gonna be like okay oh I'm gonna miss all the shows of course. Um, and I have a track coming out TT the artist she's so dope um, and I have another track coming out, Crush Club. T um, T the Arts is end of this month. Crush Club is next month. It's called Angel. It's coming out, Sweat It Out. And it is, you'll hear it tonight. It's, you know, just, it's a bop. <laughs> it's another one of those songs like we made in a day, and we were like just laughing the whole time, and it just worked. I guess that's what happens when you're happy and creating.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so how do you decide what to say no to?
1: Um, I ha- I have I'm bad at that. I literally. I say, I say yes to everything, which yeah, is sure. a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, my family and friends and partner are like, oh, my God. They don't, yeah. I mean, I probably could work on a little bit more balance. Um, but I just feel so excited and, like, in a, such an intense time of creativity right now and, like, yeah. just, like, fed by it all. And so I'm okay saying yes to okay. too many things right now. But I'm at a certain point, I'll probably have to.
2: Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lightning round before I let you go get oh, on stage. Gosh. Okay. What's your favorite city to travel to? Chicago. Nice. We don't get that one a lot.
1: Really? What do you get? I
2: don't know.
1: It's like it's literally tight. the best city.
2: No, it's great. People with their name. Only one answer. A lot of people say like where they're from, which is weird. Oh,
1: definitely That's fine. Not. Eugene, Oregon. No, I'm sorry. I love Eugene,
2: but. Uh, no, Chicago's a great city. I love it there. Who's your favorite DJ? Kink. What's the last great book you read?
1: Oh, um, oh I just read, okay, it was my first book that I read that wasn't a self help book okay. in like five years. Yeah. And it was unbelievable I was like, oh, this is, this is fun. Um, the where the crawdads crawdads sing. It's like okay. pretty popular right now. Oh, cool. Um, oh, it was so good. Yeah. But I'm also now I just started reading um Patty Smith's new book. Oh yeah. The monkey, You're the Monkey. Um, and that's, it's like very weird and like, you know, stream of consciousness. And my, my aunt gave that to me. Um, she came to my show in Portland. She gave it to me so that I could like read something and come down after the shows at nice. night on the tour bus.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. It's been fun. What's your favorite self-help book?
1: Um, oh, well, the, I mean the book that changed my life, like probably the second reason I'm sitting here, the artist's way. Mm, it's great. Um, it's, yeah. it's everything.
2: That's awesome. Um, what movie have you seen the most in your life?
1: Have I seen the most? Yeah. Oh, I hate watching the same movie twice. You do? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if I ever have. Really? Because I feel like what a waste of time. I've already seen it. I've consumed that. Like, consume something new.
2: That's amazing.
1: But, it, but you know what? I've seen more than. I've yeah, I've woman. seen one more than twice the piano. Oh,
2: that's a good Have you seen that? The yeah, scene where yeah, she's yeah. running it's the forest awesome.
1: and the cinematography and the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, you ever wake up with a song in your head?
1: I think I have like I I woke up with a melody in my head once. Oh no,
2: like a song you know. Oh, a not song made a out.
1: Song. Oh, oh, um, yeah. What's the last I'm one sh- you remember? Oh, great question. That is a good question. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, it's a Sophie Tucker song. <laughs> Sacrifice. Oh. It's not out yet.
2: Okay. It's so good. Nice. I'm gonna tell you my last one.
1: Oh, good. Because I, I write, write this a, down I make a, right I make down? a playlist.
2: I've started making a playlist. But like
1: the songs, that get stuck in your oh, head. Oh,
2: Galvanize the Chemical Brothers.
1: Oh, that's sick! I love that song. Well, you woke up with that in your head. Yeah, what up. is going on in your? And then dreams. I just put in the playlist. Yes. Then,
2: yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's songs I don't like, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. But you know, it is what it but is. I feel like
1: that's usually the case for me, except um,
2: surprise. If I worked for you, what's the what? What would I hear you say over and over?
1: <laughs> um, okay, I'm so sorry to do this, but <laughs> probably that. Yeah, that's
2: good. That gets you a lot of license. <laughs> All right.
1: I said sorry first. Yeah, so. exactly. Paul was probably like, yep, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
2: Well, thank you so much for yeah, talking to us. It great. Thank you. I'm excited to see the show.
1: Thank
2: you. Come back anytime cool. uh, and promote more stuff. Cool, And we'll be you. watching you. Awesome. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys. know,
2: that was LPG Obi on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Make sure you hit us up. Leave us a comment, a review on on Apple, um, on Twitter, on Facebook. Our pages are at Rebel Radio Net. We have videos from a lot of our episodes going up on our YouTube channel at Rebel Radio Net. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.